the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plumb Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H dot com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph, and I'll visit again with Trisha Goyer as we discuss loss as a lifeline to God and a bit about the story of Job from the Scriptures, too. Stick around for a great broadcast and reach out to me to share your thoughts anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Have you ever tried to buy gold and silver and felt like you were talking to a used car salesman? That's because the precious metals industry is like the Wild West. Salesmen can say pretty much anything or make any promise they want without repercussion. But Genesis Gold Group is different. They're a faith-driven Christian precious metals company and believe in educating their customers, not pressuring them for a quick sale. Genesis Gold Group focuses on customer service, not sleazy marketing. Genesis Gold Group is named after the first book of the Bible for a reason. Proper stewardship of wealth is their specialty. Find out why they've earned a 5 out of 5 rating through the Better Business Bureau and how they can help you secure your wealth or retirement through physical precious metals. Call right now to learn more. 800-239-8132 That's 800-239-8132 Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors. EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns. 623-537-3657. And Simple Turn, their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. I am joined once again by Trisha Goyer, author, speaker, and homeschooling mom from Little Rock, Arkansas. We're talking about loss as a lifeline to God. We did that in the first part of the broadcast, and we'll still be continuing a little bit on that and drawing in the book of Job as well, which has quite a bit to say about that subject as well as uh, rediscovering faith through grief, another devotional that I found from Trisha. And we kind of ran out of time last time, Tricia, so I want to have you share a little bit about these takeaways in regards to the loss is a lifeline to God discussion or subject here. And we're going to do that by having you share a story about some friends that lost a son recently, huh? Yeah, so last summer, I mean, this was right after my grandma had her blood clot in her lungs, and I was dealing with her in the ICU and the hospital. And my husband and I had actually been planning to go visit our friends. We were going to just do two couples going on a little trip together. We had our plane tickets, and I didn't like, oh, this is not going to work out for us to go. Well, during that time, their son had a swimming pool accident. 
and they didn't know if he was going to live it or die at first. And after a while, it was clear that he was not going to survive this. And so we prayed and we felt like we needed to go. And even though we'd been planning on vacation, God knew the perfect timing when our plane tickets were going to take us there. And so we went and sat three days with them in the ICU. It was lost. I mean, they were there with their son. They knew he was not going to survive. His injuries were too extensive. And yet it was, we felt God's presence there. We felt, first of all, God's timing. He knew when we planned that trip, the real purpose we would be there. We were together. We were able to pray with them and talk with them. And so we were able to cry together. And all these things, whatever loss you have, we do need to surrender control. Like realizing like we do not have control over protecting our loved ones or like hard things happen in this world. But it's okay to embrace grief, to be there, to cry with our friends and then trust God's timing like we did with our plane tickets. God knew that we would be there at that time. He knew the true purpose, even though we thought we were going to get together. And then the fact that we were there in community, in addition to us being there, other friends came. When we first got there, some of their son's youth group was there singing worship songs with the guitar, the community of praising God, even in that hardship, and then rediscovering our purpose with each other. Like we are meant as the body of Christ to be there, to lift each other up, to help each other, to support each other. And sometimes as we're living our individual lives, we forget that. And so those are things I think we could all take away. And in that story with our friends and seeing God's hand in it, our ability to be there, our ability to worship with them, our ability to cry with them just made us realize like God is our lifeline in the times of loss. And it's when we're hurting the most often when we feel God the closest and God's presence was in that room so strong. It was like part of heaven was in that room. And when we came home afterwards, I missed that. I missed the closeness and the presence and just being able to focus on praying with our friends and being with them as I'm going to the grocery store. I kind of missed that just the sense of God's realness when we were there. And so I think so many times when we think of the loss, we think of the takeaway, but also when we turn to God, he can give us so much in those moments. Mm, Yeah. Amen. Beautiful. And that kind of sums up our last discussion here and the takeaway points that you make. I'm just going to go through those again, and people can find this and other devotionals. Sign up for your devotionals at trishagoyer.com. But the takeaways from the loss is a lifeline to God are surrender control, embrace grief, trust God's timing, seek community, and rediscover purpose. And you hit on all of those in this experience with your friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just thinking, too, as you were talking about sitting there with them through this that gave me the picture of what took place with Job. That's a good tie into what we're going to talk about here on the rest of the broadcast because he had some friends that came and sat with him and honestly I feel like I don't even know you know what you guys did or said that whole time but I can guarantee you did a better job than Job's friends said. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness. The best thing they did was the first seven days exactly. when they were silent. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So tell us a little bit about that. Maybe you can just uh, refer Refresh our listeners about Job's story first. Absolutely. So the, the story starts with actually a glimpse into heaven, and God is there, and Satan actually comes before God, and you know after roaming the earth, and God says, "Look at my servant Job. He is so righteous." And so Satan's like, "He's only righteous because you've blessed him." And God's like, "Okay, you do whatever you want to him." Well, then Satan does. Job's children are killed. He loses all his wealth, his animals, like. Everything is wiped out. And then 
Satan says, yeah, but you know, you still, Job has his health. And God's like, well, you could handle that too. And so then Job comes down with boils. I mean, so he's lost all his kids, all his wealth, everything. And then he has boils and his wife basically says, why don't you curse God and die? Like, this is horrible. And Job instead, he does. There's times he questions God, but he comes around to praising God. So after the seven days, when the three friends are sitting there with him in silence, then they start talking. And Job is a book of poetry. It's written, they believe, around the time of Abraham, which is just amazing to me that this level of poetry, but usually it starts with one of the friends saying something, Job commenting, then Job turning it around and praising God. And that's for most of the book. Then in the end, a fourth friend comes in and starts giving even more input. He's young and thinks he knows it all. (laughs) But then God finally speaks and he's able to say like, hey, who are you? I was here. I created the world. And then they realize like, oh my goodness, like we've been talking and moving our mouth, but like we just need to be looking to God. So that's the summary of the book of Job. And really what I took away from it this last time is my friend and I were doing the daily Bible podcast where we're reading through the Bible and talking about it is that first part where Satan is there in the heavens with God. And God says, look at my servant Job. And, you know, later in the book, as we're reading, we see Job trusting God, even though there's times he questions, he still praises God. He still trusts God. But also we see from the beginning that God trusted Job. Like God pointed out Job to Satan and said, look at my servant and allowed Satan to test him. That's a lot of trust because he trusted that Job would stay strong. He trusted that Job would be an example. And I think so much times in my life when I'm like, God, why did this happen to me? Because God knew that I would still, maybe I would question, maybe I would cry, maybe I would pout, but I would still believe in him and that maybe people around me could see that and it would be a testimony. So that's like the big thing that I've come around this last time reading through Job is that, wow, God, even when there's hardship, when there's loss, when there's pain, he trusts us to allow these things to happen, knowing that we will still continue to turn to him and seek him, even in the middle of that hardship. Mm, Yeah, exactly. And Job has so many lessons for us. We're going to try to tackle or get into some of the others of those in a bit here on the plumb line. I'm going to go ahead and step into the break here so we can flow a few thoughts that I have coming out of this all together here. But let's go to the break and invite those of you who are tuning in to reach out to me and share your thoughts or comments or questions about the broadcast. Maybe you want to share a guest or a topic idea. I'd love to hear that from you as well. You can do so at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Remember, Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. And I want to encourage those of you who are tuning in to stay tuned here as we're going to reveal the good news of the gospel coming up in just a bit here because, as I always say, I don't know who's all tuning into the broadcast, but as we've been talking about these subjects, we've been doing it from what the scriptures have to say, but if you're one who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, well, then you probably don't know a whole lot about what the scriptures have to say. Maybe you don't even care about what the scriptures have to say. You're just kind of flipping through the dial and came on this program, so stick around. 
as uh, you'll want to uh, stay tuned for uh, the gospel message encompassed in our discussion with my guest, Trisha Goyer. She is an author, speaker, and homeschooling mom, and I'm enjoying this visit talking about a number of things surrounding loss as a lifeline to God and dealing with grief and loss and all sorts of things from a biblical perspective. Stay with me on The Plumb Line. Life can be tough, and sometimes we all need a helping hand. That's where Integrity Counseling Group comes in. At Integrity, we're not just counselors. We're your companions on the journey of healing. We believe in restoring connections with yourself, with your loved ones, and with your faith. With three welcoming locations in Mission Valley, Carlsbad, and San Marcos, plus convenient telehealth services across California, we're right by your side, San Diego. Visit us at integritycounselinggroup.com or call us anytime at 760-283-7000. 760-283-7000. Open Door Financial was founded with the inspiration of using biblical wisdom to create financial plans and investment strategies that lead to financial peace and build the kingdom of God. We guide families and small business owners on how to save money, reduce taxes, get out of debt, build enough retirement income, and be more generous. We help you discover God's plan for your finances and fulfill your God-given dreams and purpose. Call Jason Batt at Open Door Financial at 619-794-7133. That's 619-794-7133 or visit opendoor-financial.com. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered broker-dealer and registered investment advisor. Open Door Financial and Centaurus Financial are not affiliated entities. You're tuned in to The Plumb Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast, my guest is Trisha Goyer, author and speaker and homeschooling mom. And we're talking about, well, kind of a variety of topics, I guess you could say. First parts dealt with loss as a lifeline to God and also just dealing with grief and loss and tragedy and looking at it now in this segment from the perspective of Job. But we're also going to draw in a little bit of uh, some of the other lessons that we can find in the book of Job. And as I said, going into the break, Job deals with a lot of different lessons, a lot of things that we can learn. Some of those are dealing with our understanding of science and creation. There's a lot of that uh, in the book of Job. But before we get to all of that, Trish, I kind of want to just reach out to those who might be tuning in, and maybe they were seeking some encouragement or some hope from what you had to share because they're going through some sort of loss or tragedy or struggle in life. And the point I want to make and want to have you share a little bit about is our lifeline is God himself. And if we don't have Mm -hmm. a relationship with him, with our creator, uh, through his son, Jesus Christ, then we don't have that lifeline. There's not a lot of hope that I can give to someone who refuses to trust in Christ. Because, and I've said this many times, I just can't even imagine going through loss or grief for depression or these things that we face without that lifeline to God. And so tell us a little bit about how someone gets that lifeline in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I remember me, my lifeline that I got, I was 17 years old. I was pregnant and my boyfriend was out of the picture and I had grown up going to church with my grandma. As I got into high school, I didn't do that so much, but it was in my darkest moment when I knew that I was just leading myself down the wrong path. I was making bad decisions that I thought, you know, maybe God still loves me. And part of me questioned, like, I don't know, I'm pregnant and I've been doing all the wrong things. 
but I, I trusted. And the woman from my grandma's church actually kept reaching out to me. The pastor's wife came and prayed with me. And so I'm like, okay, maybe if these women love me, God does too. And it was just that moment of faith, the tiniest little faith that said, and this was my very eloquent prayer. I said, God, I have screwed up big time. If you can do anything with my life, please do. And I felt that little hope. So really just that tiniest bit of faith, just saying, I have messed up. I'm not happy or I'm depressed or whatever it is, wherever you are in this moment, just saying that prayer, like, if you can do anything with my life, please do. I trust you. He, like, he will come to you in that moment. You don't have to say the perfect words. You just have to just have that heart that's ready to turn over to him. So that in my life made the biggest difference. And I've seen when I've been able to pray with people, just them being willing to say like, God, if you can do anything with my life, God will come and he will show you what he can do with your life if you give him the chance. Yeah, exactly. It's really simple, and we as humans try to make it so complex. It doesn't involve yeah, any starting to do something or stopping doing something or whatever. It's all about what God does and the change he makes. And so it's just merely, a, as you said, an acknowledgment that you're broken. Um, you have sinned. I have sinned. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then, you know, we start there. We acknowledge that reality, that truth. We agree with God. And then we also agree that we desire to turn from that sin because God has granted us that ability to do that. He has granted repentance to us. And then we turn from our sin and put our faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done on the cross in taking our sin upon himself. He died, he was crucified on our behalf, in our place, and then he rose again victorious over uh, sin and death and the devil, and he grants to us forgiveness of sins and eternal life with him forever. And we rejoice over that to good news. That's why we call it the gospel, which means good news. If this is something that, as Trisha and I have shared here, uh, is new to you or has never really hit home with you, Today can be that day uh, of salvation for you, as it was for Tricia when she experienced that, and uh, me as well, when we came to that point of realizing our sin and our need for a Savior. I hope that uh, you've had that experience and have come to faith in Christ already, but reach out to me if this is something you need to discuss more. I want to connect with you, so that email again is Radio at gmail. Dot com. Plum again is P-L-U-M-B. Don't forget that B at the end of the word plum. The plumb line radio at gmail.com. Well, once we have done that, once we have uh, invited Christ into our lives, that gets to the point of what the plumb line is largely about then, because that doesn't mean that instantly everything is going to be perfect and ideal. There's still going to be loss. There's still going to be hardship and struggles. It's just that now you have uh, the Holy Spirit who's been given to you as a follower of Christ, and that Holy Spirit is there also to illuminate the scriptures and to give us guidance from the Word of God. And so we come to that point then where, as Job did, we realize how small we are, how great and mighty God is, mm-hmm. and that he knows everything. And that's what I one of the things I love about Job. It kind of leads into what you wanted to bring up a, a bit about the reality that there is so much we can learn as Job learned so much from God when he had the opportunity to speak with God himself. And God, um, you know, opened his eyes to see a lot of things that we can learn as well, huh? Yeah, what I love about Job is that they believe it's written around the time of Abraham, who was, you know, God called him to be set apart and to start a nation. And this is a time where there wasn't a lot that people knew, except 
in God's words through the book of Job, it talks about the weather patterns. It talks about the earth being hung on nothing. Like they didn't have telescopes. They weren't in outer space so they could see how the earth was hanging there. And so many things in the book of Job talk about creation. You know, the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, there's like one chapter about the creation of the world. And we're like, this is kind of a big deal. I would love to know more information about this. And then when we go to the book of Job, God talks about the animals and the creatures and creation is so much of what we see as science now, like these new discoveries that we've discovered or talked about in poetry in the book of Job. And so that's what I just love now about Job is just seeing that God didn't say, okay, Job, this is why I did this, A, B, and C. Instead, he said, look at me, look at this world around you. Like, you don't need a question. I have everything in my hands. I have control over all these weather patterns and the stars and the planets and all these things that are so, like we think is all modern science. God was talking about these things in the book of Job. And so that just gives me encouragement to know that I will always have questions. My mind will never be able to comprehend why things happen the way they happen. But God controls everything. He runs the universe and we can trust him in that. And the more we see in God's word, like you said, this Holy Spirit illuminating to us how these things, even in the book of Psalms, there's a lot of these type of imagery too. This is known as the Spirit has given man these words to write. God has this whole world in his hands and he also has us as individuals in his hands. And that can just give us a lot of hope. Yeah, and that leads exactly to kind of an umbrella pulling over all of this is that our overarching subject here is dealing with grief and loss and suffering mm-hmm. and all of those things. And when we understand and realize that God's word is inerrant, it is the authority, it's accurate in everything that it teaches on here, that helps us, as you said, to find hope in the midst of our struggles and suffering. It seems like there's separated issues, you know, how does God word being true about science and creation, all these things, what does that have to do with my suffering? Well, it's all molded together, isn't it? It is molded together because if we can trust that God holds the universe in his hands and he understands the galaxies and the weather patterns and the creatures and the depths that we can't even see, then he holds us in his hands. Like we are not small to him. We are important to him just as the universe is important to him and he can see it all. He can control it all, but he wants us to draw near to him. And I think sometimes that just amazes me that of all the people and everything that's going on in the world, like God can handle it, but he also wants to draw close. So in those moments of anxiety, in those moments of grief, in those moments of loss, we could just say, God, Here I am. And um, like I said, open your palms up, whatever concerns, whatever pain you have, put your palms in front of you and lift it up to God. And he cares about those things and he will take it. And he wants to be there to comfort you. So he's big and great and wonderful, but he's also close and near and tender. And it's just amazing that he could be all those things at one time. And that's what we discover in our journeys as we fellowship with each other, as we draw close to each other, and also as we turn to God's Word. That's what we discover. There's a great big God, and yet this very close God. 
Yeah, and just hearing you say those things leads me to the last point here in the couple minutes that we have left, and it is, I know a lot of us, well, myself included, would love to have the experience that Job had in the sense of God showing up and talking directly to him. That's phenomenal. I don't want the rest of the things Job went through, but I, yeah, yeah. I'd love to have that experience. But the point I wanted to make and have you kind of clarify or discuss as we wrap up is that we have that experience. We, we sit back and we think, boy, wouldn't it be cool to be like Job and have God talk directly? Well, I just said when I was sharing the gospel there, we have the Holy Spirit. We have God mm-hmm. living inside of us. And so for those who are looking for that, I guess that we need to realize that. I, I wanted to have you expound upon that a little bit more. Yeah, and I think I used to say, like, growing up, like, oh, it would have been so cool to, like, live in the time of Jesus, where we could actually be, like, walking with God. Or Job, like you mentioned, he had God, like, speaking to him. Like, that's so cool. But there's so many people that didn't get to, like, walk with Jesus. But when Jesus left this earth, he said, I'm going to give you something better as the comforter who will be with you always. And when you accept God, you have the Holy Spirit within you. And you have Jesus with you 24-7. Like, whenever you need it, you could be in the middle of the night, you could wake up and have a bad dream and cry out to Jesus. It could be when you're impatient in the line of the grocery store, you cry out to Jesus, Jesus is always with you. And so, yeah, Job got to hear, like, an audible voice of God. There's times Moses got to sit face-to-face with God. You know, David felt the presence of God, and that was for a specific time during those moments. But we, because Jesus, when he left, he gave us the Holy Spirit who is with us 24-7. So we even have a greater thing than they had. They had those moments, but we have Jesus forever. And so it is no matter whether it's a good day, hard day, bad day, a day of loss, a day of joy. Jesus is with you 24-7, and we can tune into him anytime. It's just like stilling ourselves and saying, Jesus, like I know that you're with me, and show yourself to me. And it may not be an audible voice. It may be a call from a friend. It may be a scripture that you happen to see on the back of someone's t-shirt or whatever it is. Like Jesus will make himself known to us when we ask him to. That is so well put. I appreciate that. And friend and listening audience, that is why if you have not already committed your life to Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ and put your faith in him, you need to do so. You can't go through this life without having the Holy Spirit's guidance and presence with you continually, as Tricia said. So thank you so much, Tricia. It has been a great blessing to visit with you. Jay, thank you for having me here. It is great being with you, and I just appreciate what you're doing. So thank you so much for what you're doing, too. Mm, all glory to God. Trisha Goyer, my guest. Again, she is an author, speaker, and homeschooling mom with me on the plumb line. And thank you to all of you in the listening audience. I sure appreciate you tuning in. I'd love to have you share your thoughts and comments, and maybe you want to share a gift with this listener-supported radio ministry. I sure would appreciate that as well. You can go to the website of my national sponsor, Reasons for Hope, to contribute. You just go to the letter R-F-O-R-H dot com slash the plumb line, and you'll find more information about the show and how to donate there. You can also reach out to me via email. That address, again, is theplumblineradio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on The Plumb Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.